0: Welcome to Settle Smart, a podcast where we talk about how an injured person can build a safe and secure financial future after a legal settlement. You'll hear stories from people who structured their settlement money tax-free, along with the professionals who create a custom solution that brings peace of mind. This podcast is brought to you by the National Structured Settlements Trade Association, a nonprofit organization dedicated to educating and advocating for injured people. Now we'll turn it over to our Settle Smart podcast host, Executive Director Eric Vaughn.
1: Welcome, everyone. I'm Eric Vaughn. Today we're talking about dissipation and what that means for injured people who have structured settlements anybody actually who gets a settlement, and why it's important to understand what dissipation is and what it can do uh, to settlement dollars. Joining me today is Greg Micheletti. Greg is the Director of Structured Settlements Institutional Markets Group with American International Group. Uh, Greg, it's great to have you here with us this morning.
2: Thank you very much, Eric. Great to be here.
1: You've conducted um, a good deal of research. Um, I know this firsthand because of some papers um, you've presented, uh, research on dissipation uh, and in the context of what it means to a person, a family who's going through an injury, receives a settlement, um, and let's just say to start out with doesn't structure that settlement or doesn't structure all of it, what is dissipation when it comes to settlement dollars that a family receives as a result of a personal physical injury?
2: Well, there's a whole bunch of issues that impact dissipation. And the, the point of my paper, the point of the presentation that I do, is to show that most people are going to end up with much less money than they would have anticipated. And there's a number of reasons why they're going to end up with less money. Most people assume that people end up with less money than they anticipated because they just spent too much. But that's, that's certainly part of it. But even people that spend responsibly can end up with far less money than they anticipated. Um, So I talk, some of the topics that I hit are dissipation versus accumulation portfolios. So people that have never had money before, they they, uh, look at these charts that they see online in the newspapers of, you know, you invest $1,000 today, and in 20 years it's worth X. Um, That's an accumulation portfolio. That's an example of putting money in and never taking money out. With a dissipation portfolio, like for a personal injury settlement, they get all their money at once, they invest it at once, and then it's spend, spend, spend. So it's really apples and oranges. Um, With a dissipation portfolio, there's no fixing mistakes. If you make an investment mistake, there's no recovering. With an accumulation portfolio, if you make an investment mistake, you can throw more money at it, or you can work longer. so with a dissipation portfolio, there's really no room for error.
1: Let me make a, just an assumption for, just for this conversation. Um, an injured person, um, a settlement, um, $500,000, so a pretty serious physical injury. And they decide to take that settlement in the form of cash, a lump sum, and now it's theirs. Um, like you just said, they could invest that. Let's, hopefully they do just that. Um, but then they can also spend it. Now, you've just received $500,000. Give me a couple of examples of what would dissipate $500,000. Put it in real-life terms.
2: Uh, well, all of a sudden, you could, you could buy a house. Buy a house, that's, that's going to take a big chunk of your $500,000 right there. You buy, buy a car. Um, and unfortunately, as we're, I'll, I'll talk about a little later, you have know, friends and family. Um, I have an example of where if I, I, I retire... I have a million dollars in my 401k. They throw me a retirement party. The next day, nobody's talking to me. But if somebody is a personal injury victim, same age as me, they get a million dollars. The next day, everybody's coming out of them out of the woodwork telling them what to do with their money. And they've never had a million dollars before. Me, the retiree, I saved my entire life. I budgeted, I know how to budget my money. They've never had a million dollars before. The personal injury victim, victim does not know how to manage their money, and they're susceptible to a lot of uh, suggestions from friends and family and inevitably end up making mistakes.
1: Even um, while it might not sound like a, quote, mistake, let's just, for a minute, buying a home. So you have a personal physical injury settlement, and you take a large chunk of that and you buy a home. Okay, now you own a home. You also own taxes, utilities, upkeep, maintenance on that home, if you don't have any income coming in and you haven't budgeted for those expenses, now you have an elephant around your neck. That's right. What I'm most concerned about is, in the context of working with structured settlement industry consultants around the country, uh, insurance industry professionals like yourself, uh, and attorneys all around the country. Are professionals sufficiently aware of um, the problems associated with dissipation to the extent that they can explain it to clients so at least they have an appreciation for what could happen to their settlement dollars?
2: I I think most structured settlement industry professionals are aware of the problems. Um, The reason they're in the profession that they're in is because they recognize the dissipation risk. I think uh, many of us can do a better job actually explaining this, uh more specifics of what the risks are. Um, but settlement professionals can make a lot more money selling other products other than structured settlements. We are probably one of the least profitable products that comes to the settlement tables. Um, industry professionals sell it because they believe in it, and they know the dissipation risk is real. Now, plaintiff attorneys, that's another story. Um, some get it. And they encourage their clients to listen to structured settlement offers. But many others never give their clients the opportunity to hear about structured settlements. Um, They're projecting their risk tolerance onto their clients. You know, typically, the most typical answer is interest rates are too low or the investment is too conservative. Now, to start with, they're not financial advisors. Um, They shouldn't be giving investment advice. Um, And the attorney's personal risk tolerance is completely different than the injury victim. And so it's just not appropriate for them to be projecting their risk tolerance onto their clients. And it's not malicious. Um, I mean, they're, they're not doing it to, with any malicious intent. It's only natural to think, if, if I wouldn't invest in that, how could I suggest somebody else invest in it? But it's still wrong. And also, there's pre-settlement is the only time that the claimant will ever have the option to do a structured settlement. Once that settlement documents are finalized, They'll never have an opportunity to structure tax-free.
1: There are no do-overs. That's
2: right. The ship is sailed. Let, so let me, let, the, the, let, that should be reason enough for a sure. plaintiff attorney to at least let the plaintiff hear the message about structured settlements before they finalize their settlement.
1: I've uh, listened to many uh, settlement consultants in, in the structured settlements industry, and mm-hmm. way too many lawyers explain to me that uh, you get about two minutes of serious, focused time uh, with your client, with the injured person, to make the case for a structured settlement, not as opposed to something else. I'm going to put you on the spot. You've got two minutes. And I'm an injured person. Why should I take a structured settlement?
2: A structured settlement is going to ensure that you have the money down the road. There is going to be a lot of things working against you um, once you get that money. Um, A lot of people have thrown some some big numbers at you. I'll throw a number at you. In the last 20 years, the S&P 500 has returned 5.6%. That's gross, 100% invested in equities. So you're going to have a much more conservative investment portfolio with at most 50% in equities. That right there is going to get your return down to 3.5%, 4%. Then there's going to be fees, lots of fees. Then there's going to be taxes. So we get down to where – what a structured settlement would be earning anyway. And the structured settlement, not only is it tax-free, but it's also has has no – there's no volatility. You do not have to worry about whether you're going to get your check next month or not. You will sleep easy at night.
1: You just sold me. All right. Let me ask you a question about if you could sort of compare – Um, not so much from the standpoint of frightening someone into making a decision, but dissipation sounds sort of casual. Like, I I can manage my money. I'm smart enough to know how to deal with things. My wife and I, I have a bad injury, but my wife and I, we can manage this money. um, Now projected out to 30 years, I'm I'm not going to work again. I've lost the ability to earn an income. This settlement is meant to replace lost income. Mm-hmm. How do I protect my this settlement 20, 30 years out if I've taken a cash settlement? It must be magic hoops I have to come through to, in order to protect those assets without a structured settlement.
2: With, without a structured settlement, you are going to be paying a lot of fees that have a huge negative impact on your overall return after 20 or 30 years. The impact, if, if you invest in the SP 500 over 20 years, the difference uh, between no fees and 2% of fees is you, you earn about a third less, a third less of your money um, than you would if you would just reduce the fees. So by investing in a structured settlement, you're uh, reducing your overall fees that are going to be uh, negatively impacting your return.
1: I may be one of several hundred people that have read um, your dissertation on dissipation. And it's, it's amazing that I can sit here and tell you I found it fascinating, troubling, interesting, and extremely important. Um, if you could give me a couple of highlights from your research initiative. Was it what you anticipated as a project? Uh, did you end up with what you thought you were gonna come up with when you started your project?
2: I, I wasn't sure what I was going. I wasn't. I wasn't sure what was going to happen when I did the research because I recalled little anecdotal bits of information that I had seen over the years, but I, I wasn't sure what was going to happen when I went out to try to find the information to back it up. So the data that I found that shows that selling in the stock market peaked at the very end of the three-year bear market in the early 2000s. And that selling of equities peaked at the very bottom of the market at the, during the financial crisis in 2008-2009. Uh, is just was proof. Proof is there in the data that people are bad investors. Um, also, there's behavioral economics. Um, I mean, we have there's two Nobel Prize winners, uh, Richard Thaler and Robert Schiller, that repeatedly show that we as human beings are wired to do the wrong things with our money. Um, people are willing to take more risk to avoid a loss than they are to achieve a gain. It's irrational, but it's actually predictable, predictably irrational. Um, and I think behavioral economics and how it applies to structured settlements would make a great MSSC paper for someone in the future. Uh, and there's actually one, one other thing. Um, there's in regards to there's financial fraud that is perpetrated in the elderly, no, not many people make the connection between that and structured settlements. But financial fraud in the elderly is a major, widespread problem, and many financial institutions, including AIG, have programs that identify red flags um, for when a fraud is being perpetrated on the elderly. So, one of the uh, of the cases that get reported to the authorities from the AIG unit, forty four percent were perpetrated by friends and family. Wow! And it's, uh, other companies have had similar numbers, and. The elderly have the same issues with friends and family as do lottery winners, as do um, athletes, as do personal injury victims. They have people giving them advice um, that shouldn't be. And people do not have their best interests in mind when they're doing that.
1: I wanted to close out with this, that at the point of settlement, um, an injured person, his or her family, are surrounded by attorneys Um, consultants, structured settlement consultants, um, insurance industry leaders, judges, mediators, people that have their best interest in mind and legally obliged to protect the long-term interest of that person, when the settlement concludes, there is no one around that person. They're on their own. With a structured settlement, all that advice around all that table, all that all the years of confidence and the ability to make those payments month after month after month after year are, are going to be rock solid. If they leave with cash, they leave with no protection, none whatsoever.
2: That's right. That's right. They and these people, as I said earlier, uh, they don't have the experience of managing money. And if you've never had money before, and you have a million dollars or $500,000, you don't think you can spend all that money. You don't think you could ever spend all that money. But most people know that's really, unfortunately, very easy to spend that money in a short amount of time.
1: We get um, maybe 10, 15 calls um, a week uh, in the National Structured Settlement Trade Association office in Washington, D.C., from people who have a request and they want to do it over. They want to take their cash settlement in the form of a structure because they've lost half their settlement in the market. Or their brother encouraged them to buy a bowling alley, but they don't have any money. Can they do it over? And the sad truth is no, they can't. Uh, You're an amazing individual. Your paper's terrific. If you have a chance, go on the NASA website and find a dissertation uh, on dissipation. AIG is one of the proudest, strongest members of our association, and you are an amazing leader, and I appreciate you taking the time to participate in this NASTA podcast. Thank
2: you very much, Eric. Settle Smart. Pleasure to be here. Thanks.
0: Thanks for listening to Settle Smart, a podcast from the National Structured Settlements Trade Association. We invite you to visit our website at nssta.com to find out more about our members and our mission to help you settle smart.